0: a Din theory that may or may not pertain to anything here. When Boba Fett, in the Clone War era, was just a whiny kid, he was sold into slavery to some gangster, and then we don't really know what happened to him. He may have just, like, had his memory erased, and Din Djarin, the Mandalorian, was a foundling with no memories of his childhood. So that Boba Fett kid could have turned out to have grown into this Din Djarin guy. So that could be why they interjected Mando Seasons with this book of Boba Fett, because that might be something that they hint at or work in.
1: Episode 3 of the Book of Boba Fett kind of confirmed everything I was complaining about in the first two, because they basically immediately killed off all the Tusken Raiders, which I was saying it was kind of pointless to spend that much time on the Tusken Raider build-up. And like I said, they could have maybe given that one episode of time, and they took two out of a limited series to build them up, and now all of a sudden they're gone, just like that. For probably shock factor at the very most. Just goes to show how pointless that whole thing was. And that's kind of what I was saying. Other than that. The episode 3 of Boba Fett. I will say it did do a decent amount to advance the plot forward a little bit. It was kind of a slower developing episode. I liked the very bare minimum that it kept the timeline moving forward and not going too much back into the past. I thought it felt like a combination of Power Rangers and Morlocks from X-Men.
0: Yeah, everybody's talking about how those cyber teens with attitude are basically the Power Rangers, especially because they're like individually colored like speeder bikes. That whole plot thread seemed very quaint and after school especially of like, Oh, why are you kids not out doing jobs, and why are you doing shenanigans, and... Why are you kids eating those apple jacks? They don't taste like apples. Oh, get with it, old man. There's no jobs around here. We're cool, and we do crime, and... <laughs> there's nothing else to do. Oh, okay, well,
1: you can get work for me, then. Yeah, the only thing that was missing was them having some sort of individualization, like a letter on their belt, like they did in the Ninja Turtles. A big complaint that I had that a lot of people, it turns out, also had was the very slow, clunky chase scene, which was very poorly executed, and maybe we'll get some sort of payoff or explanation in a future episode why it developed that way, or I guess, like, way after the fact, when all the episodes are out and we're watching the special features... They'll try to explain that or give some sort of, like, that was our grand plan. Well, that's another old-timey movie cliche that they're trying to, like, cross off their bucket list. Like,
0: car chase through the streets that, like, ends up in a bunch of property damage and spilling
1: things everywhere. You mentioned the property damage, and I think that the fact that they were so deliberately showing close-ups of somebody running into some sort of food stand or a water tower and they were deliberately spending like seven, eight minutes of different carts and cars slamming into different things throughout the city. I think that subtle damage is going to play a role moving forward. I think either on Boba Fett's side or on the mayor's side, I think they're going to try to build the fact that that small chase Ended in such destruction. I think they're going to try to build that in their narrative against the other. I think they're going to preface it by saying like, oh, like that's the guy that you want as your leader. Look at how much damage and look how clunky he was in this chase and look how sloppy he was in this chase and look how he basically totaled the entire city just trying to chase down one guy. Is that really who you want to be in charge? You as the population were already kind of hesitant to accept this guy, and he's destroying what you worked so hard to build. I think that's something that not a lot of people are talking about, but that's something that I noticed that I think is probably going to be a bigger deal than most people might think right away. Although in, like, Old West settings, isn't there always,
0: like, shootouts in the streets and, like, property images and chases going on? And that's how, like, they show in movies that it's, like, a rough neighborhood. So maybe they're used to this already.
1: The other thing we kind of talked about was I wasn't a huge fan of the Kersantan attack. Like, I thought that that fight was kind of clunky. And I guess they were trying to build that he's so mighty that it takes, like, eight or nine people to take him down. And true to the theme of Boba Fett basically fluking his way through every situation, he just, like, happened to stand on the perfect area and... Fennec was able to just run over there and press the button and knock him underground. I think the Huts sent him on ahead and they were expecting him to kill him
0: and they were going to, like, come and fill back in that palace with their Rekor and everything. And they got there and found out that it didn't work and then now they're like, oh, we're sorry. And I think they were promised some kind of, like, protection from the Pikes that, like, they they can, like, Vichy France that area of... Tatooine, so to speak. But then it didn't work out, so now they're just gonna go away and try something else. And I also think that maybe this like mayor's assistant has like kidnapped the mayor and he's the one that's working with the pikes because he was promised something, and he's just like framing the mayor for it. I also think it's convenient that like Oh, don't worry, Curse and you can you can go. After all, dead characters don't sell action figures, so I'm not gonna kill you.
1: I think another important aspect of the fact that Kersanton was spared is going to go back to that theme of life debts. Maybe not the very next episode, but like potentially episode five or six. You're going to see Kersanton save Boba Fett's life because he owes that life debt. They might give like an episode or two for the fans to kind of forget about him. Maybe not, but it just to me makes a lot of sense that especially Wookiees. It's really, really important to their culture and their nature to honor life debts. And we've seen throughout Star Wars some sort of Wookiee being the muscle or like the close companion of some other character. I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think Kersantan's going to find a way to pay off his life debt in some way. Bobo will obviously get himself in some sort of pinch again where he has to fluke his way out of it. And I think the fluking his way out of it is going to be Kersanton showing up at the last second and honoring that life debt by saving Boba Fett's life. I even think it might go a step further than that. And once Kersanton pays off the life debt, I think it's possible we could even see him being Boba Fett's attacker yet again. So something else. If there's no work and no jobs and no money, how
0: do these teenagers with attitude have the resources to get these, like, fancy parts for their bikes and cybernetic enhancements. There is a certain misanthropic protocol droid who cybernetically enhances himself with torture weapons and owns a crime syndicate or runs a crime syndicate that will hopefully be showing up in the series because we could find out that they're, like, getting it from him in exchange for, like, doing stuff for that segment. And also, probably Kira in the Crimson Dawn is going to show up because she's who got. She's actually who sold Han Solo's carbonite frozen body to Jabba the Hutt between Empire and Return of the Jedi and got it from Boba Fett. So that's probably going to be a scuffle that happens with, like, Boba Fett and Amelia Clark showing back up. And then they're going to, like, form an alliance in some way to try to take on the Pikes by the end of the series.
1: Do you think the Pikes are the only entity that we're going to see or do you think that there's going to be somebody that the Pikes are even subordinate to that'll show up? I don't really follow all the
0: crime mafioso stuff in Star Wars or like no I'm not like an expert on it. There's also like that like the Tash family is some big like crime family at least during like the like the Luke Skywalker years of Star Wars. And I don't know what actually ultimately ends up happening to them, but
1: they could still be playing a big part. Other than those two main things, like the slow speed chase, Kersantan against Bulba's entire faction and fluking his way through it, those were really the only main elements that stood out in this episode. It was subtle and quick, but it advanced the plot forward enough The one thing that I wanted to say that was kind of a bold prediction for this series that I didn't say in the last time we recorded. I think they'll go back to using a big name, big character that a lot of people have been clamoring for that they kept it a big secret the whole time. In Mando season two, a lot of people thought that maybe we would see Luke Skywalker at some point, but it wasn't ever confirmed. Nobody knew for sure. And then lo and behold, the very last second of the episode of the finale, basically, he shows up. My bold prediction for the whole series, I think we're going to get Mace Windu at some point. I think he's going to be that big name, big character that I do think will factor into the show at some point. It would be a shocking thing. It would be a huge deal to a lot of fans. I think in some capacity, I think that could be something that they would sneak in. And I don't even necessarily know if it would be like at the very last second either. But that is kind of a plot loose end that never really got resolved that I think would be smart for Filoni and Favreau to take advantage of is the fact that boba has always wanted revenge on mace windu and he never really got his revenge on mace windu and mace falling from a great distance we've seen even really in mando and even in not necessarily this show so far but like we've seen people fall from bigger distances and survive crazier things in different star wars media so i'm not necessarily accepting that mace windu is all the way gone I think that would add a twist and an element to this show that a lot of people aren't necessarily expecting. And that could also go back to part of my prediction from before is that Mace Windu could ultimately end up killing off Boba Fett or Mace... Show up and decapitating him and being like, two for two, motherfucker. Okay. Right, so like in some capacity, like Mace Windu could show up and either behead him, which would be kind of poetic in a cinematic way, or somehow or other make him end up back in the Sarlacc pit, which would also be kind of funny and poetic. And then there could be a post credit scene where
0: a new clone comes out of the cloning tank and looks at the Boba Fett armor and he's
1: going to take over the mantle. Well, not only that, but it could also be a way to wrap up Tamira Morrison's involvement. I guess he said that he's open to playing, like, all the clones. So, I don't know, maybe he's not as sick of it as I think he might be, but using Mace to somehow finish off Boba or, yeah, in some capacity, even if he doesn't finish off Boba and I end up being wrong, that could be a plot thread moving forward to be its own other series or another movie of some sort. That's always kind of bothered me that it was a big... Theme in the Star Wars The Clone Wars that Boba wanted revenge on Mace. He set up very intricate schemes to try to kill Mace. I said call your ship the Slave One again, motherfucker. I think that's something that would be unexpected. Although I guess I'm kind of expecting it. I never liked the fact that the Mace and Boba arc was never really given any conclusion, and I think that would be a good way to do that. And also, like I said, whether they both kind of kill each other off, and that would be kind of poetic in itself too, and give us a better closing to the Mace Windu thing than him vaguely falling, and he may or may not be dead. Yeah, it'd be funny to see, like, the cloaked figure, and then see the
0: purple lightsaber light up. That'd be similar to, like, the Luke appearance. And they could have that mirror that.
1: And that goes back to Star Wars liking to copy itself and bring things full circle. The more and more I think about it, the more and more that makes sense. It's just a matter of, is Samuel L. willing to come back? I think he has said that he is. Also, it would mirror the fact that, like, nobody knew for sure that Mark Hamill was involved. People kind of suspected and hoped, but everybody was like, "Ah," like, Mark's even said, like, (laughs) his role is over, his story is over. They don't even necessarily need to do a deep fake for Mace because they could just show him how he is because, like, they can figure out a way to explain his survival and whatever. Maybe he somehow froze himself. Maybe he is just as old as Samuel L. looks now and he's just been kind of some sort of hermit, but he shows up for some reason. They could easily justify him coming back, and I think it only makes sense, and it's something I'd like to see.